we believe life is precious. This is it. We've got one shot at this. It's on us to live life to the fullest, to maximize what we've been given and play the game of life at our full potential. Are you living up to your potential? Are you frustrated that despite your best intentions, you just can't seem to make the changes needed to take things to the next level so you can impact your career, relationships, and health? If this is hitting home, you're in the right place. Our mission is to open the door to the exceptional life by showing you how to play the game of life at a higher level. So you're playing at your full potential rather than at a fraction as most people do. We'll share the one thing that once we learned it, our lives were transformed. And once you learn it, watch what happens. Welcome to Think It Be It, the podcast. I'm Kelly Hatfield. And I'm John Mitchell. So we've got a pretty cool topic to discuss today, something that's probably near and dear to everybody's part, how to have a great romantic relationship, as well as great uh, relationships in general. Um, so what do you think about that topic, Kelly? I, you know, it's so important. And we've talked about this before, but your relationship with your partner, whether you're married or not, your romantic partner, your life partner, however you want to describe it, is the singly the, one of the most important relationships in your life as it relates to happiness. I mean, you all know if you're miserable in your relationship, it bleeds into every other area of your life, right? So this is such an important um, topic. Yeah. You know, I, I was just reading a Wall Street, in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. It talked about uh, uh, Harvard has done this study for 80 years to ascertain how to grow old successfully and have a happy life. And uh, they said that the biggest factor was um, your relationships and, and, and particularly your uh, romantic relationship that, that if at, if at 50, you, you had a good romantic relationship, your likelihood of having a great life at 80, 85 was, was like, four times better than if you didn't have uh, a great relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember when I was uh, in my thirties uh, there, I remember seeing a poster that said the biggest, and, and it had like 30 top lessons in life to have a successful life. And, and number one was uh, uh, marry the right person because that relationship uh, impacted your your happiness more than any other external factor, and boy, that that was so true. And you know, in coaching uh, people, I am hyper tuned into their uh, romantic relationship. Do they have one, or do they not have one? Um, what do I think about their relationship? based on either knowing that the other person or knowing what they're telling me. But, you know, why, why don't you share with the audience your observation on, on finding the right one? Because I know you got a bunch of uh, uh, 20 and 30 year old uh, women working for you and they're probably all looking for the right one and they don't <laughs> necessarily know uh, exactly what they're looking for. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think, um, so I want everybody to take this. Um, so as far as just from my coaching experience, I'm going to share this, but you are, I am, I have been married for 28 years. 
So I've been um, off the market and not on the scene for a really long time. But let me tell you, when I'm talking with my team, you know, who I've got a lot of women, as you mentioned, that, that work for me that are in that 30, you know, late 20s, 30s. And um, it is about being crystal clear about, and again, we talk a lot about clarity, but it's being crystal clear about what you want that partner to be like. You know, mm-hmm. uh, what are the different traits you want them to have? How do you want them to treat you? You know, uh, having a lot of clarity around this person, you know, and uh, and then it's asking yourself the question, you know, how do I need to develop myself to attract this type of person into my life? You know, because there may be some people who are listening that are like, yeah, well, 50% or over 50% of marriages fail. You know, I've tried before. I've never found the right partner. You know, and it is putting in the work to see, okay, you know, what do I want in a partner? How do I need to show up to attract that partner into my life and have a lot of clarity around that? So there's that version of yourself, because there's something, if you're in these patterns of picking people, you know, your pickers off, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of the time it's because the work um, hasn't been done to really get clear about the type of person that you want in your life. And um, who you need to become, what enhancing and growing yourself and developing yourself to become the type of person that attracts that individual. And I think that um, we talk a lot about the subconscious. That's what our whole, you know, 95% of our thoughts are subconscious. Well, our subconscious is made up of all of these stories of all the, I liken them to like you, you know, the ruts in a, in a gravel road that you're going down or a dirt road. We get stuck in these patterns of picking people that, you know, it's like, so until you do the work and you understand, you know, um, why you keep picking the same person or you're not, you're not attracting the people into your life that are the right people that are, you know, until you do that work, it's, it's, you're, you're repeating, you continue to repeat those same patterns. Right. So that's my right. first get clarity and then get clear about who you need, how you need to show up in the world to attract that person into your life. Right. You know, I know from, from dating in my uh, really twenties, thirties and forties. And, and, and this, this may be primarily a guy thing, but I think it's true with women, you know, um, I was attracted to looks, you know, I mean, that's human nature. And I think women are are that way too. And, 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 you know, looks only go so far, in fact, not very far. And when I turned 50 and was like intent on finding my wife, uh, I'm like, okay, she's got to be smart. She's got to have a great sense of humor. She's got to make me laugh. And she's got to laugh at my jokes which was even tougher to find, <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, Good Lord. and I, I, uh, I remember one of the, the, uh, things that like blew me away with Ginger when I was meeting her. I don't know if I ever told you this. Uh, so I was in the reverse mortgage business and I had this, this like three minute video that would play on our website of me explaining reverse mortgages. And we've been dating about two or three months and it just comes up in the conversation that oftentimes when she leaves my house, she goes and on the website and watches that video. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, if I don't marry this girl, I'm an idiot. 
<laughs> and but you know, to the larger point, I saw that having intention and clarity about just what you said, exactly the attributes I want in the person and who do I need to be to attract them. And, mm -hmm. and so I think um, that's sort of step one is, is you've got to make a good choice and you've got to know what a, a good choice is. But th the other thing is once you're in the relationship and you've made the choice, um, now the other half of the battle happens. And, and I see that, um, that there's like three or four key habits that, that you can do to have a great relationship. Uh, and like one of them, uh, that I'm big on is having a Sunday talk or basically a once a week talk. Ginger and I do it at, uh, 8 PM every Sunday. And the, there's two parts to the talk. The first part is we, uh, talk about anything that was an issue or a problem during the week. And the second part is we tell each other how much we love each other and why. Mm -hmm. And most of the talks are on how much we love each other and why. And, and that just reinforcement every week is powerful. Uh, it also causes um, uh, nothing to sort of build up. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, what else would you say is important in terms of habits for having a great relationship? Yeah, I think that what you just mentioned is key. I think that we've got a weekly check-in. Ours is really, really simple. You know, we have a date night, so mm -hmm. we make each other a priority. There's intention around spending right. time together with one another. Um, and when we do that check-in, it's like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate our relationship this week? Right. You know, and it's like, okay, well, it was an eight. Well, what would have made it a 10? You know, well, when we were having that conversation, I could tell you weren't really listening to me because you kept looking at your phone, you right. know, or something along those yeah. lines. So I didn't feel seen or whatever the case may be, you know, um, and it's like, oh, okay. So now that's on there again, it allows so that resentment doesn't build up and, you know, you're just checking in with each other. And so I think that having kind of that pulse on each other and checking in on a, a weekly basis um, and having some dedicated time with one another is really important. And I think, you know, um, hey, marriage is hard. It's like any relationship. You know what I mean? Um, it takes work. It takes yeah. nurturing. It takes cultivating. It takes for, you know, here's what I find with people who I love the most, you know, um, in, in this world is that it's easy to, for them to get the short end of the stick when you're um, super stressed to be short, to be impatient, to be um, because there's that level of trust and they oftentimes get the short end of the stick, Yeah, you know, when they should be the ones that are getting the best of you. And oftentimes it's the other way around. And so I think one of the habits that you've, that you have to do again, it's that subconscious. It's like how being clear about how you want to show up with this individual, you know, what are maybe three words you know, that are going to define, you know, how you show up with your partner, you know, or like we talked about at the beginning, John, you mentioned any relationship, how I'm going to show up with my kids, how I'm going to show up with my team, mm -hmm. how I'm, you know, where you're really thinking through, okay, you know, I want to be present, you know, um, I want to be like, what are those words patient, you know, um, right. so what are those words? And then through the methodology, and we'll talk a little bit more about this, it is um, programming that subconscious. So you begin 
to show up that way, programming that autopilot, you know, instead of, you know, and I'll give an example here really quick. You know, when I was working in the office all the time, I work uh, remotely a lot now, but when I was working in the office all the time, um, I would come home, you know, um, it was, hey, how'd your day go? Great. How'd your day go? Great. Everything was really surfacy, um, stressed, you know, trying to uh, running as fast as we can all day, trying to get everything done around the house when we get home and not really connecting with each other. Well, um, fast forward to implementing some of these strategies where now one of the triggers for me is when the garage door opens, mm-hmm. I think of those three words and how I need to show up. So when what I- are, What I, are the three words? You know, so um, I, for right now, like, again, I'm not doing that anymore, but it is present. That was first and foremost, um, patient and just mm-hmm. kind, you know, so right. not letting my, you know, um, quick, you know, like, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, um, you know, not being too short or anything along those lines. But so, but the trigger was the garage door opening. That, was that, the garage that door trigger. opening it was almost for me, like it was clearing the cash in my brain and the yeah. trigger was... That door opening is like, okay, this is the version. Now yeah. you could decompress on the way home. Now you need to yeah. um, wait a beat. And if you can't be that for, and you need a couple more minutes, then you sit in the car. You know yeah. what I mean? Until yeah. you can be that when you walk in the door. And then the level of the relationship changes because what we know, it's called mirroring. Yeah. When you begin to show up differently in the relationship, your partner oftentimes, not always, but most of the time, which is the way we're designed, acts in kind. So yeah. they begin yeah. to, so if you're giving your partner more compliments, you know, and making it a point to give compliments on a daily basis, one or two, um, then all of a sudden you'll start to see some of that come back to you. Um, and that's just the natural, you know, the way that it typically works and the way our brains work. So um, right. anyway, right. You know, I think that's that's excellent, and and um, you know, at this at the very start of our podcast is is the lead in the intro. It talks about once you and I uh, learn one thing, our lives were never the same. Let me just clarify for the audience what that one thing is. Mm-hmm. We learn that ninety five percent of our daily actions are unconscious, and how that relates to this is ninety five percent of your uh, actions. Uh, with regards to your uh, significant other are unconscious. Uh, And that is what is determining the quality of um, your relationship. And therefore, if they're unconscious, you don't actually control them. All you control is your intention. And so um, let's roll in now to how do we, how do we get the right actions relative to marriage to show up and and I'll I'll give the the full way we do it through our 12 minute a day methodology and why don't you give the the shorter uh maybe lighter way and people sure. can choose yeah. um and so the the full way you would do this is um and and I'll just hit on some things real quick uh the the Sunday talk at 8 8 p.m. with your spouse um, I have every day I, I feed to myself, uh, I'm flexible, patient, and thoughtful. Those are my three key words. I'm also tuning in to noticing when my spouse says something irritating 
and just focusing on noticing the irritation, not reacting to the irritation. What a game changer that has been. And obviously, that is pure subconscious mind, because the moment you're irritated, um, you're, you're totally reactive. And but because I was able to train my brain to just keep my big mouth shut when I uh, was irritated and just notice the irritation, then that that gave me just the enough cognition in that moment then to just shut up and let her say what she was going to say, because oftentimes she had something um, that was really valuable to me and and. Um, you know, the other thing that that sort of we teach uh, is this idea of validation, uh, of mirroring validation and empathy, where if you really have a fight, an actual fight, which doesn't happen very often, but but if you do, the the technique is you just calm down and and you have one person give their point of view and the other person mirrors it back to them. And and uh, don't end, doesn't have to agree to, with them, but just mirrors it back. And then once it's mirrored back, uh, you validate it and give empathy. And then you you do it on the other side. And that's a great technique. And so how to get all this to show up in your thoughts and actions automatically uh, is that in our our 12 minute a day technique, you'll put in there. I'm flexible, patient, and thoughtful. Uh, you'll put in there that we have our relationship talk every Sunday at uh, 8, uh, 8 p.m. Um, you put in there that the moment my spouse says something irritating, I simply notice the irritation and, and then let them finish whatever they were saying. So those, to me, are are how you apply this so it so it. Uh, impacts your subconscious mind. And, and so it all happens automatically. So you want to share the, the lighter version of how to do this? Yeah. And just let me add a little bit of clarity. So like literally you are writing some specific phrases, sentences that are structured that you are reading, you know, either, you know, just reading your, you are um, reading them out loud you're maybe listening to them, whatever the, you know, but you are feeding um, these sentences about how you are going to show up. You're re- that's what's programming your subconscious is you getting that clarity and then reading these. Is that right, John? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. like you were explaining that there's, there's apps now, which will send you a text message as an example like if you wanted to be flexible, patient, and thoughtful, you'd get one of these apps and you key it in that it, the message is I'm flexible, patient, and thoughtful. And you set it that I want it to send to me at 10 a.m. every uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, and maybe maybe you have it at, at 5 p.m. so that as you're about to interact with your spouse now, it's uh, but but that's the that's maybe the light way to do it. Yeah, no. And I think, yeah, I just wanted to get clarity around what you meant um, because it was unclear when you say feed yourself, you know, it's like, okay, you know, so I want to, the light version would be using technology to send reminders to you throughout the day. You could go totally low tech and you could put a, 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 
a sentence or two about how you want to show up in your, um, you know, in your, with your partner um, on your mirror in the bathroom so that when you're brushing your teeth, you know, you're reminding yourself and resetting that autopilot, you know, to be paying attention to that throughout the day. Cause I'll tell you what, like when this is on your radar and when you've reprogrammed your subconscious, you know, um, that autopilot, you know, like halfway through when something is coming out of my mouth. Cause let's, we're, we're real, we're people here. You know what I mean? Like these techniques work, but what the interesting part is, is like when I, you know, um, you know, it's just a moment, you know, I'm like, Oh, as soon as it either starts to come out or I think about it, I'm recognizing it and saying, that is not how I want to show up in this relationship. Or if I have a moment, I'm like not proud of how I showed up because it was totally against you know, um, what I'm working toward, you know, so just this being in your, on your radar in your reticular activating system in a lot of things we'll be talking about in the future, um, makes all of the difference in the world. So starting small, the small entry point being, you know, um, putting on your mirror. The other thing that's really, really helpful is jotting some things down each day that you're grateful for with it, that mm-hmm. you're in your partner, that you recognize yeah. that you, Cause this is like anything, the energy you put out is what you get back. So if you're picking and nitpicking at everything and all of this person's, you know, all of this individual's weaknesses, you know, and then that's all you see, whatever you look for, you'll find, Yeah. you know? And so I think it's um, some of the light version would be doing some of those things, writing, you know, um, gratitude for the day about um, your partner putting something up on your mirror about how you want to show up or those three words, using technology to set reminders that pop in throughout the day to remind you of how you want to be showing up in your different relationships. And so those are some of the kind of light ways to get an entry point into it. You know, I think that's, uh, you know, I almost hate to say the light way because it, it, it doesn't sound as serious, but, but I think when people are first introduced to this idea that, 95% 95% of your daily actions are unconscious. They got, they got to get their arms around it and, and believe it. Uh, and once you look and do the research, even if you Google it, it's, it'll say that, that 95% are unconscious. But once you start playing with this, with, with intentionally uh, trying to manipulate your subconscious mind to get something to show up, uh, a whole new world opens up. And so, you know, whether you put... I'm flexible, patient, or thoughtful, uh, and have that sent to you five days a week or whatever it is, or putting that on your uh, mirror. I think it's a great as you sort of uh, get indoctrinated to this idea of intentionally influencing your subconscious mind. And then when you want to go the, the next level up and do our full technique, you know, you're you're as part of it, you're defining, here's the person I want to be. I need to be to attract the person. If, if you're in the looking stage and if you've already found them, then you're going to articulate, here's, um, here's all the great attributes of my partner. And you're feeding that yourself every day. And, you know, whatever you want to show up in your relationship, you're feeding it to yourself in your daily life GPS. And that's the the more full way. So John, uh, John, a question for you. Um, And I know we want to wind up, but I like where this is going and I want to expand on this for just a second. There may be some people who are listening that are in a relationship right now 
but are unsure about whether it's the right relationship. When we're talking about getting clarity, you know, identifying the type of partner that you want to be with um, and attributes, things along those lines, and maybe they're wondering or have wondered for quite some time whether they're in the right relationship. What advice? Does the advice change? You know, um, you know, what advice do you have for those people? Because I know there are a lot of people. I mean, we, so many of our clients, when we first start out, are in a place where their relationships, they would rate them a three or a four, you know, right. and are like, have contemplated at one point or another, whether this is the right relationship. So, you know, is, is this the first step? Do you see in implementing some of these things to start to see whether this is a relationship that's that's tenable and one that you stay in, or what are your thoughts? Kelly, I'm I'm glad you brought this question t- to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure anybody's going to want to hear the answer. <laughs> oh, that's hard. Get yourself a good divorce attorney. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts me. <laughs> Uh, well, my answer to that is, well, for, you know, when we ask our clients, we write, have them write your uh, romantic relationship on a scale of one to 10. And so many times it was uh, four or five. And, um, you know, from from dating more than anybody I know, <laughs> uh, I have a lot of experience. Uh, I know you're laughing, but but I, I do. And, you know. My first uh, thing to say is that whoever you're married to, try and make it work with them because you think the grass is always greener. Trust me, trust me. It's, it is a jungle out there to find a quality <laughs> person. Yeah. So the first step is, is you improve and see what happens with your spouse, because inevitably they will in, improve too. But, and, and you, I think you also have to, to think to yourself, what's important to me? Uh, for me, it was, they have to make me laugh. I've got to have chemistry with them and they got to be smart. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and interestingly enough, uh, that would have eliminated, uh, uh, 90% of the, <laughs> the candidates, those three requirements. Um, right. But, uh, and and so I think that's the, the key is figure out, uh, improve you and then see what happens with your spouse, but also um, be clear about what's important to you. And objectively, does a person, can they be the, your your life partner or not? That's yeah. That's my take on it. No, I love that. I love where it's like, work on you first, see if right. they fall, you know, if they um, do that mirroring and kind of follow suit, you know, get right. a lot of clarity around that. And then, you know, once you've done the work, you know, you can start to look at things more closely, but um, be mine was be careful. Again, it's the energy that you put out is what you get back. So, and so many people who I talk with are, it's like, oh, well, he's this. And I'm like, okay, well, wait just a second. Let's just visit about like, what are some of the things that he's doing? Great. Yeah. When was the yeah. last time that you told him that? Right. You know, like there's so many things there. There's so many, so much of this stuff, you know, again, it all picks up energy. And that's where some of the things we're talking about, those weekly talks, you know, showing up the way you want, treating people how you want to be treated, the golden right. rule, 
you know, looking for the good in people, recognizing them for that. That's one of my things is I look for the good in Jared and compliment him at least once a day on whatever that is. I say, thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. You didn't, you know, and then guess what? He does more of it. <laughs> yes. No kidding. Well, you know, so, men are, men are so easy to manipulate. Really <laughs> you know, if you just compliment us, that's why, exactly. you know, criticism is so devastating, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I just gave, uh, you know, I'm the, the mental coach for the 19 head coaches at the University of Texas. And I just gave them John Gray's 50-minute uh, 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 discussion. He wrote, Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus. Yeah. And, and, you know, so many interesting things came out of that, that, that the number one reason men get a divorce is they go, I can never please her. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, men, we're all about pleasing our women. Uh, in in a number of ways, but but uh, so that's why criticism is so um, s- such a a bummer for a man, and and on women, you know, men have to realize that uh, women just want to feel heard, and you need to let them talk, and and in this um, uh, presentation by John Gray, he says that the effect of having testosterone coursing through a man's veins causes him to be efficient. Uh, he wants to achieve. He wants to have use an economy of words. Well, that's the opposite effect of, uh, of uh, estrogen flowing through your veins. Mm-hmm. You know, it causes them to want to feel and 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 therefore that's why they have a need to talk and it's it's helped me let my little talker do a little more talking <laughs> um, and uh, and be okay with it so yeah. no i think just understanding each other so no i wanted to throw that out there because i know that there may have been some people who are listening who are thinking well what do you do if you're not in a good one right now and it's i love your answer john which is like work on yourself first you know put some of these practices in place Use this technique to kind of reprogram that autopilot, whether it's the full version or whether it's using some technology to kind of help, you know, um, and then, you know, kind of go from there once you worked on yourself. Right. And, and, you know, that may be mean get out too. Yeah. uh, Candidly. Yeah. But, but don't be too quick to do that because uh, again, the, uh, the grass always appears to be greener, but once you get out there, you might be surprised. So, uh, well, good. This, this has been fun. Yeah, this has been really fun. So um, join us next week on Think It Be It, the podcast. Thanks for listening today. If you've had your own aha moment from today's episode, send me or John an email. We'd love to share your epiphany with our audience. So email us at kelly at thinkitbeit.com or john at thinkitbeit.com. In the meantime, live the exceptional life.